1: this former producer of a major market television show writing into us anonymously to say he just found our show on game plus television here's some tips the show has add it's all over the place your sound effects are annoying and your host is right on all counts but that's what we want that's what we wanted it to be this is the rod peterson show hi everybody yeah it is welcome to hour two brought to you by dr pepper we're here in south florida yeah where it's cloudy i know you wanted to know that moose is with us in toronto where they're celebrating the leafs three nothing win last night at los angeles it's one of just two games tonight the leafs at the ducks darren i feel like that teacher that says, I don't have anything prepared for this class, so show and tell, or whatever. You know, then those were great days. Those were great days. You know, whatever everybody wants to talk about here, I'm open to it. Um, we're going to have some fun here an hour or two of the RP show. Last hour, we talked about the 13 games in the NHL last night. Every Canada team won except Ottawa. But we're used to that. And we didn't play our fun bet regal game that you and I came up with where we go through the NHL slate nightly and pick who the winners are going to be. But we might do that tonight. There's only two games. I'll just say the text line's open, 902-518-3033. And you can write in on the streams as well. We'll get to the poll question. It has to do with the Alberta NHL teams. Who's going to make it in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Are the Orders going to make it, but not the Flames? Are the Flames going to make it, but not the Orders? Will they both make it or neither? And leading the way, a runaway is that the orders will be in and the flames will be not. <laughs> Jeff the Stams fan says, or let's watch a film. That was always good, too. Let's watch a movie. That's I always like good. Uh, um, Bill in Regina writes in and says, sunny and minus 14 degrees Celsius in Regina. Bill, I brought, I got your... Uh, bobbleheads just for you I realized that yesterday I didn't have them out the Ron and Don as far as what you can see it's just Don but I got them. Darren I wanted to tell you something but you're returning a message or are you writing something down what do you got what do you, what's going on I've been no, talking no, no, no. too much just putting stuff away
2: people don't realize you get the, you get this all the time just 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 put a notification away that's all
1: someone's trying to phone me oh you're good, putting on putting on do not disturb Oh, I've had to. Let me know if you need some help with that. Let that all go. It just drove me. used to drive me nuts. How do you not know that I'm on the air? They don't know. They don't know. You don't seem as disturbed about it as I used to be. But um, I want to say something here. Just how, Just tell you how things, how people live in other parts of the world. I said last hour that as soon as we're done this show, you and I have a Zoom call or two that we're going to be on. And then I'm going to record our Cats and Bolts podcast with Serena, where we talk Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, and basically all NHL hockey with a Florida twist. Darren, Peter Worrell's coming down today to go live. I'm so excited about that. The six foot seven Panthers giant and alum Peter Worrell's going to be with us. But listen to this. Stay with me. Some guy wrote me, a Panthers fan from here in South Florida, and he's like, Rod, I wanted to show you my my home, my Panthers den. And it was a picture of this whole room in his house that it was covered every inch of the walls with Panthers jerseys. I'm talking thousands. Burray, Worrell, obviously, uh, Van Beesbrook, Bill Lindsay, my good friend. And I wrote him, I said, what, what would you say that room's worth? He's like, don't know, don't want to know, don't want my wife to hear, don't ask. Pfft. I'm like, okay. And then he started sending me Pictures of table hockey tables where he's got the figurines of Warrell fighting somebody. And then Bill Lindsay scoring the biggest goal in Panthers history in the 96 Eastern final against Boston. He's got figurines of it. And he goes, thanks, by the way, for doing the podcast. You know what it reminded me of was CFL fans that have said to me and probably to you at Grey Cup and to Dave Naylor, they're like, thanks for the coverage. My point is, could you ever imagine a Leafs fan thanking you for doing a Leafs podcast or even a Ryder fan thanking you? No, they don't need to. But here they don't no. get any coverage at all. They don't get nothing. And the messages that we're getting from the Cats and Bolts podcast is like that. Thanks for doing it. And you guys know what you're talking about. And uh, to a little nicety goes a long way, doesn't it? It's so lost in today's world. It's so rare.
2: So when you hear it, it feels that much better. It used to be kind of commonplace, you know, to say thanks or to appreciate it. But we don't as often. It's not, you know, it's just the way we are. It's not, you know, it's not that we're any worse people or or anything like that. But it just, when you hear it, it, it feels good just to hear a nice compliment.
1: Well, and I called Serena in the break. I said this guy said that. He said thanks for doing the podcast on the Panthers and I told her told her about the jerseys and the figurines on the table hockey. She's like, "Hey, we're going to his house. Ask him when we can come over." <laughs> and she's serious. <laughs> Is uh we there are two it's a, a double I noticed we're on Sportsnet in Canada and I think on I think ESPN if not ESPN maybe ESPN plus. Doubleheader NHL, just two games. New Jersey at Washington, and Toronto and Anaheim. And then in the NBA, the Raptors are at Memphis. And clearly, this is not an NBA show. So we're not necessarily going to be talking a lot about that. Uh, I will say this. John in Edmonton writes in and he says, Moose, are you going to the All-Star Weekend in Toronto? It's coming up in a month's time. Um, not to put you on the spot, but I don't know the answer to that. Do you? You don't know the answer
2: to that because I don't know the answer to that. You know." that I have potential commitments out of the province. Um, so we're just trying to lock that down. And we are working on a timeline, though, because we do have to make a decision before the 15th of the month. So uh, I'd love to be able to be in two places at once, but uh, we'll see where, uh, where we decide to, to settle down.
1: Well, please do me a favor. And if you get a pass for the All-Star game but can't go, can you please tell the NHL that you can't go? Because it's under the banner of Ron Peterson show. I won't apply That's all I'm saying. unless I'm going. Okay, good. And then to the Super Bowl, I want to slow things down. What did I say? Now, you are the president of this whole deal, so I should probably tell you what my plans are. Um, when I said going to the Super Bowl, I want to spend a little more time on this. Like I say, McAfee's got three hours. Pat McAfee, he goes really in-depth into the issues. PTI only has 30 minutes, so they just skim them, and we're somewhere in between. And I wanted to explain what's happened with the Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. I got invited by an event at Super Bowl to go, but they said you got it, We really want you here. It's an American entity out of uh, Georgia, I think. And but they said you got to pay your own way. And I was like, What is this? The Grey Cup, CFL? Would pay my own way? Which is fine, I will. But then I'll call the shots with what I'm doing there because if you're not going to pay for it, you're not going to tell me what to do and where to go. And they're like, deal. So I was kind of looking for a reason to say that I can't go. But when I talked to my friend who's got a house there, uh, he said, he's from Regina, but he got a house in Vegas. He goes, I'm not renting my house out for Super Bowl, but you can come stay as long as you want. I was almost hoping you'd say no. And then that email came in yesterday, so, so I would have an excuse. And then the email came in from the NFL yesterday. Rod, you've been granted, your show has been granted accreditation for the Super Bowl. See you in Las Vegas. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. And then Serena hops on the, listen, man, it's America. God bless it. It's got $130 return flights. That would probably not surprise you if you know anything about travel in the United States. I'm like, how, how do you say No. So everything's all lining up to go to the Super Bowl, and I'm pretty excited about that, but it was not, (laughs) wasn't planned that way. And my point on all this is, when I said to you, who do you think will be in the Super Bowl, it's triggered an avalanche of comments from the viewers as to who will be in the Super Bowl. And what's funny, fans are fans, I guess, Darren, but... Just as many want, are saying who they don't want in the Super Bowl versus who they do want in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? They're like, as long as it's not Dallas, I'm fine. Yeah. I don't really think that way. I don't know. What did you say, Baltimore? You said Baltimore and San Fran? Or you said Baltimore and I, Dallas. I said I'm sorry. Baltimore and Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're a month away, Pretty. Uh, five weeks away from the Super Bowl. And we're going to hear 9,075 predictions as to who it's going to be. So don't expect me to remember who everybody's will be. But you've known me for long enough now since 2015 that I, every year I think, I'm like the Leafs fans. Every year I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to be in the Super Bowl. And every year they crap themselves. So I've given up on the Dallas Cowboys being in. And then it's like, well, maybe because I've given up, they'll be in it. I'm that fan. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Right. Reverse psychology. Are you that way with the Leafs? You give up on them a little bit with that. 2%, a little you, you bit. You think like, that they will make it? Yeah. You know, when there's a small part of me, like as
2: a broadcaster on a national platform like this, you know, I try and be very realistic. I try and be unbiased. You know, I'll say I'm a fan of the Leafs, but I'll be honest in my criticism or my analysis, you know, and, and be real in my predictions. <clears throat> but there's a, a small part of me. that's like. The little kid is like, well, you know, don't say the Leafs because then you'll get hurt if they lose. Don't predict the Leafs. But then maybe, yeah, the reverse psychology, I won't predict the Leafs, and I'll just say it's because I'm a national reporter and I'm being unbiased, you know? And you're just kind of sweeping it under that carpet. But, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of that. You kind of hope that maybe if I don't pick them and I ignore
1: them, they'll surprise me. It's one Eastern. You 11-11 Mountain. Just pointing it out there. Uh, please envision a positive, positive outcome to your current situation. Manifest it. Uh, Ryan in Toronto says, The Super Bowl match I'd love to see the most is also the most unlikely. Detroit versus Cleveland. Um, Jeff watching in Yorkton. We got a lot of viewers in Yorkton, home of the Key Auto Group. Jeff says, LOL, I do the same thing for the Oilers and the Riders. I'm giving up on them, hoping that that will trigger them winning a championship. That's me with the Dallas Cowboys. I, it's so annoying. Um, and by the way, there was that very interesting comment. Uh, discussion the other day on ESPN radio that I wanted to run by you Or who is the comeback player we're going to spend more time on this with the cats and bolts podcast today w- with regards to the NHL because we're almost to the end of the regular season in the NFL there's no point saying or you can't say who's the first half coach of the year who's the first half MVP who's the comeback player of the year because DeMar Hamlin has taken, with the Bills, meaningful snaps on defense, right? Like, the guy's heart stopped on the field in 2022. And he's, he's the comeback player. The, people are talking about Joe Flacco. They're talking about Baker Mayfield. And I get that Flacco literally was on the couch. He was on the couch. <laughs> when the Browns called him. Like, that's a great story. But there is no better story than DeMar Hamlin. As the comeback player, the can the audience please help me if I'm missing something. Here? Uh,
2: I would need to go deeper into the Buffalo bills side of things. If there's bills fans that watch it watch, because I don't know if he's actually gotten on the field. He might have in the last couple okay. of weeks, he's been on the roster. Um, and that's, I think a, a part of like, how do you cut this guy right after everything that happened and he went through, you can't cut him. Um, And it is miraculous that he's there and he's playing and he's practicing and all the rest. And he's part of that team. Um, Yeah. I'm curious which way they go because the Joe Flacco story is just so good. Like he's setting records for the numbers he's putting up in the like first five games with a new team. Um, He's setting league records for passing yards. You know, first guy, uh, first player in NFL history with 250 passing yards and two touchdowns in each of his first five games with a new team. Um, And he's doing it at 100 years old when he was, you're right, on the couch all year. I don't even know if he was doing arm curls with his coffee cup, you know? So, like, it's cool, but you're right. The Damar Hamlin thing is pretty hard to
1: beat, too. Uh, My friend Dallas writes in on my personal line and in all caps writes, HATER! You're going to have to be more specific, Dallas. Bingo! Are you referring to my comments? Are you referring to my comments on Hockey Canada and the World Junior Team? Or giving up on the Dallas Cowboys? Which, incidentally, what was I worried about all year? Mike McCarthy, stupid decisions at the end of games and clock management. Which should have cost him the last game. Which reminds me, Brian in Hudson's Bay writes in. And he says, uh, Dallas in the super bowl come on moose is jerry jones going to fly brad allen into ref his playoff games lol (laughs) i will stop there other than to say go read my commentary today at RodPeterson.com or listen to it on the all new hits radio ckhd we underwent a format change on boxing day and it's going over great guns but i said don't don't say there's a conspiracy and they're fixing games in the nfl because it ain't happening (laughs) what it is is they have a tough time believing the fans have a tough time believing darren it's the nfl it's the nhl they're too good to screw up no no they're not don't overestimate incompetence okay and human error And I guess a memo went out today to all from what I saw to all the NFL referees and whomever is on the other end of this email from the NFL backing Brad Allen's crew for the explanation. Well, of course, I wish they would admit they made a mistake. They ain't never going to admit they made a mistake. I don't I don't really understand why, but it's where we are. We'll continue this discussion when we come back. And Tim Hunter's on the way. Talk a little Calgary Flames. We are live on the on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
3: Need a champion
1: for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus, with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. rp show continues it's hour two it's where canada comes to talk <laughs> broadcasting out of south florida one half of the show and moose is in toronto for the other live on game plus i'm not done yet talking about uh, atlanta and WQE. while you take a shot of a snort of coffee as my mom would say Uh, I want to read from the Sober Carpenter text line, 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Ask for them by name at your local beer, wine, and spirit store. Jim writes in from Balgoni. And uh, for those that don't know, it's this common theme. This producer, the anonymous producer that wrote into our show and gave us a scathing critique that we didn't ask for, one of which saying that we have ADD, which we do. What was I saying? Jim writes in and says, uh, a shout out to that big shot producer that gave a tongue lashing. I wonder if he has any t- topics today. You know, once you get your first dose of RP, you're hooked. <laughs> it's not just us. I mean, listen, when Conor Bernard shows up on the Pat McAfee show, which he has, you got to tell me that we're not focused for real. That is sports media now in 2024, literally all over the place because that's where people's minds are. Anyways, uh, 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 uh. John in Edmonton, it's uh, the latest comment to come in. That's why I'm giving it time, Darren. And then I'll, there's others, a lot of others that have thoughts on the uh, NFL comeback of the year. John in Edmonton says Rod. I want your opinion. Why do you think Canadian football fans prefer NFL to the CFL? Does it have to do with the fact that it's shoved, it shoved down our throats and the CFL is not? You got to love people that ask the question and then don't really want your answer because they answer it themselves. Diploma here and human behavior. I'll just put that caveat out there, that disclaimer. People just do what they're told. But in this business, this is my 36th year, bro, in this business. We've seen it. You mentioned on the radio, go down for free hot dogs at DuPont Chrysler this Saturday, 1 till 3 in the morning, and boom, people show up 1 till 3 for free hot dogs. Boom. Hello? Watch the NFL. It's the best. Ah, it's like turning on a glow stick in a dark room. Ooh. People don't want to think for themselves and they go with what's hot. It's called advertising, and the NFL has overtaken the CFL in Canada. Don't blame me. Any thoughts before we go back to the comeback player of the year? You nailed he's not it. even saying is that? the NFL more popular. He's saying, yeah, he's saying why how did it ha-? he's saying why did it happen? Sorry, yeah. go ahead.
2: Happens because of T V. Happens because of social media, because it's in your face. Video game's a big part of it. We know the players. We know the teams. We know what's going on. We know the storylines. It's as simple as that, you know? The more you know, the more you know, the more you'll follow. It's marketing. It's all of it.
1: We know that. Wow, well, listen. Just talked about who's the comeback player of the year. Let me read some of the comments, by the way. Troy in Toronto. Says, I heard lately that DeMar has only played 15 snaps this year. Meanwhile, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, the Flacco story is too amazing to ignore. Ryan in Saratoga, New York, says, DeMar Hamlin has dressed for five games, two total tackles. That's not to say he doesn't deserve the comeback player of the year. It's a miracle that he's even on the field. See, boom, 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 boom. People have opinions on this. Spent some time. I don't want to tell stories, but you spent some time Stay with some TV people on the weekend. I won't name them, Darren. Don't worry, you're good. But there's an agenda. There's an agenda with regards to pro CFL, pro NFL, whatever. And I remember standing because all these new viewers. I spent 20 years in the Canadian Football League as a play-by-play boy, so I talked to these types of people that Darren spent the weekend with in Toronto, or at least a portion of the weekend. And uh, I remember saying to them, you better watch out for the NFL 15 years ago. And they were like, our ratings are here on the CFL. There is right here. All right. I said the same thing to the BC Lions 10, 15 years ago. But the Seahawks coming into their town and putting players, signing autographs in the malls, having golf tournaments, sending fan buses from Cologne and Kamloops to Seahawks games. Uh, They're coming in and taking your lunch and you don't even know. It's not even a Trojan horse. They did it right in front of their face. They just came in and took it. That's what the NFL did. Well, the CFL sat yeah. back. No, they'll never touch us. <laughs> How's that looking now? Uh, John in Edmonton. Um, sorry, John in Winnipeg. Um, he says, if you can't have fun on your own show, then why bother, bro? right and for the benefit of those that weren't watching an hour ago when i talked about the big shot producer and i want to explain why it's not a big deal why i don't care what the guy anonymously wrote in and critiqued our show without being asked is this i'm not going to contort myself after 1150 shows into what he thinks we should be to quote cody fajardo my hero From the Montreal Outlast Canadian football League team. I I ran myself ragged, expend all my energy, trying to get everybody to like me, and it drove me crazy. I'll never do that again. I'll play for my supporters, not the haters. Tell him what he's won, Bob. Bob, Oh, the Grey Cup, he's the MVP. He's the MVP. All right. Uh, Hey. Tonight's games, it's fun. We didn't do it yesterday. I think we got something in the making here, especially with football coming yeah. to the end, to sit and talk about what who's going to win on a nightly basis in the National Hockey League. And there are only two games tonight, but it's just so bloody fascinating. Oh, ADD. Stay on point, Rod. Two games, New Jersey Devils at Washington. Who wins? I'll take the Capitals at home. They're in a playoff spot right now. Nobody predicted that. And nobody predicted New Jersey sucking as much as they do this year. I'll take the Capitals to win at home tonight. You? I'll
2: take the Devils just because the Caps are on a back-to-back. But I, initially, before you said Washington, I was kind of leaning that way. Ovi scored fi- again last night, finally. <clears throat> they jumped out to that big lead against Pittsburgh and then hung on. So, I'll, But I'll take New Jersey because I think Washington will have a letdown on a back-to-back.
1: Fair. Uh, By the way, last night, I believe, was the 10th time ever in the history of God's green earth that Ovechkin and Crosby played against each other and scored in the same game. It's like the 10th time. It was the 96th time they played against each other, but only the 10th time out of those that they each scored. Useless stat of the day. Stat of the day, stat of the day. (laughs) I will say this something that Pat McAfee won't talk about nor will PTI. When Ovechkin came out here before Christmas and said him and Sid saved the league 15 to 20 years ago, I agreed with him. Was there much play in Canada over Obi's statement? It's it's a very brash bravado type thing to say, but is it if you're right? Because I think he's right. I think they saved the NHL. I distinctly remember at that time, and I was working in hockey going, the NHL is not entertaining. It's broken. Now, those guys came in, and they also went to three-on-three overtime. And what? Was that when they took the red line out? I think it was a little before that they did that. But they made a lot of rule tweaks, kind of coincided with Sid Novi coming into the NHL. But I would say say he was right.
2: Winter Classic, I think, was right around that time. Um, You know, came in. I think Sid was in one of the first ones. Uh, it didn't hurt that he came in, played with Mario um, for a, you know, what, a year, half a year, whatever it was. But then Sid went on to win a few cups and Ovi struggled a little bit, but then finally got his. There was a lot of great storylines when you had two stars that were rivals, especially from the two countries, Canada and Russia. I thought that was, they may have in, in fact saved the league. Yeah, I'm
1: with them. I didn't see a lot of pushback on that. I thought it was a very, like, I didn't see a lot of pushback here. But you're not yeah. going to get a lot here. Uh, Jeff in Yorkton writes in and says, I still laugh that the guy critiqued the show named after the host, that, saying he's arrogant. It's Rod Show, hence the show, not PTI, not Sports Center." Which I've only been saying for 1,150 shows. It's not Sports Center. Don't come here for the highlights. We're not going to talk about NASCAR. Uh, Bill in Regina, the guy that gave me the Ron and Don bobblehead, he says Leafs all the way, 100%. He he couldn't wait for me to get to Toronto and Anaheim. The only other game in the NHL tonight. Well, you, me, and. Your mom could beat Anaheim, but. How about so I'll take the Leafs. But that's a back to back.
2: Yeah. For
1: the Leafs. I'll take. Yeah, I'll take Toronto
2: um, to beat Anaheim. I think they're rolling and they want to continue to play well on this road trip. They struggled a little bit in the last 10. This is, you know, last night was good. You hope they're coming out of it. But prior to last night, I think the Leafs were, were in kind of maybe their worst stretch of hockey that they had played, you know, 10 to 15 games of the year. So, starting the new year off right, getting this moving, I think is, is important. They got to keep it going.
1: Well, I do have a running joke with Kevin the Medium about irrational fans. He's one. Yeah. Of the BC Lions and the Vancouver Canucks. It's like I can't have a conversation with you and I love him. I love him. I tell, I tell him we hang up every phone call. I tell him we love each other. That's a thing. But I'm like, I can't talk to you about the Canucks and the Lions because you're irrational. I feel like Bill Edwards, whom I love, but it's like you would pick the Leafs to beat to win the Stanley Cup every year, which is fine. But we can't have a rational, on-the-level conversation about that. That's like me and my betting. People are laughing at me because I said Alabama and Texas were going to win in the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Well, I should have said I was cheering for them. There's a difference. Uh, So I think you're better off than not have any allegiances, especially if you're going to give betting advice. Like, you wouldn't even know who Tory Gurley cheers for. He's great at fantasy, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, You, I don't think, are irrational. Clark, I think, is irrational when it comes to the Leafs. I really believe that. What do you think about that observation? Hot take. I I think I I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, I, I try and think I've, of course, I'd like
2: to think I have a pretty level head. Or at least I try and think that I have a little self-awareness to understand when maybe my fandom is creeping in when it's not and being able to be aware of it, at least. But, you know, it's fun to lose yourself in the games and be a little kid and be, you know, get a little irrational. That's not so bad, but it's also important to put it all in perspective.
1: The poll question I should mention, take another stab at that. It's brought to you by Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence, knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. How will Alberta's teams fare come playoff time? Your options are, will Edmonton make it and Calgary not? Will the Flames make it and the Oilers not? Will both make it or will neither make it? And I'm with you on this, folks. I'm saying the orders will make it and the Flames will not. Sorry, Tim Hunter, who's lined up to join us next. 70%? Is that what it is? Where is it? Yeah, somewhere around here. Uh, 60% say the orders will make it. 0% saying the Flames will make it, but not Edmonton. 21% say they'll both miss. And 18% say they'll both make it. We're going to go straight out to break, and Tim Hunter joins us next. Moose, you have a great Toronto day. Flames alum, and Canucks alum, and a few other teams. Tim Hunter joins us after this break on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life? Perhaps feeling hopeless? or email Recovery at aol.com. It's never too late. It was a 50-50 night for our Florida NHL teams. Tampa losing in Winnipeg 4-2, but the Panthers winning at Arizona 4-1. And as far as the Calgary Flames go, Andrew Angiapani and Jonathan Huberto scored in the first period for the Flames and Blake Coleman added in, in a 3-1 victory at Minnesota. Tim Hunter joins us to talk about it. He, well, Flames alum, obviously, he can chat some Canucks too. Timbo, welcome. Looks like you're in beautiful Arizona. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Muller, you had a chance to ch- check, that, check that place out yet? Thank you.
4: Can't hear us? We got a problem. You got us? I I couldn't hear exactly what you said. Check what place?
1: Sorry, Uh, Mullet Arena. Have you checked that rink out yet? Kind of looked fun last night for the Coyotes-Panthers game.
4: Yeah, Yeah, I did. Uh, I went to a Flame game last year, and there was 90% Flame jerseys in there. And I'm going here next week, uh, January 11th, I believe, the Flames are playing. So I'm going to go, and then I'll be back in Calgary the week of the 15th, and I'll watch calgary uh, play the coyotes again
1: well i definitely don't want to turn this interview on that but since you're in arizona any sense what are you hearing on how long they're going to be in that place
4: it's been real quiet uh haven't heard much at all to be honest with you it's a little a lot of people here are big fans and they're frustrated and they want the team to stay uh, but uh, you know Step to the plate and go to more games, people. And that's, that's the bottom line. And they're, they're not really even filling this rink at 5,000 seats here. So it's easy to get tickets, which is nice for a guy like me who wants to go.
1: <laughs> and I'm sure they're not that expensive either, for sure. Well, the Flames kicked off that road trip with a 3-1 win at Minnesota. Tim, what did you think that specific singular game meant to this club? And what do you see ahead for Ryan Huska's crew here?
4: Well, it's going to be tough. They're in a tough hole, and they're going to have to play, you know, gee, six fifty or six seventy or above that to finish the season to get in a wild card spot. Uh, but they they keep on plugging away, and they find ways to win. You know, finally got Huberdeau uh, got a winning goal. Uh, if he can get going, and you know, because they're going to need you need you need guys to score big goals, and and uh, you know. If you can't score big goals, you're not going to win games, and so they're they're finding a way to win by playing the right way, the way Ryan wants them to play. They work hard. They don't give you a lot of time and space. The goalies played well. Both goalies have played well. Um, so it's going to be a tough uh, tough slug for them. Even for the Oilers, who you know had a better season last year and and uh, lost a pretty good team and won a Stanley Cup final. Won a Stanley Cup in in the uh, conference finals so we'll see it's it's a tough road ahead
1: well what you mentioned the hole they're in i mean i give them until december 1st with a new head coach but they're not really out of it i'm talking about the flames what have you seen there was obviously going to be an adjustment but it kind of went on longer than it should have in my opinion how about you
4: oh yeah definitely and i I just think that their best players didn't they weren't their best players in the beginning and that's why they they, they struggled uh, you're you know your your best players have to lead the way to your best players every night not just for a streak streak of ten games and then finally getting going in January 2nd or first or third you know you, you, they have to right from the get-go your best players have to play hard and play well and that didn't happen and the biggest letdown has been Huberdeau, um, for sure and uh, you don't want to lump everything on his shoulders but you know he just hasn't led the way and uh, for whatever reason i i I obviously if someone knew it wouldn't be happening
1: while i have you i gotta ask you about the vancouver canucks because i know i feel like you're as proud of canucks alum as you are flames and you go out there for events and stuff uh are they it's too late to say are they for real they're for real but how far do you see them going do you think
4: that's a great question and when you're in a situation like them they're, they're trans transformation of a mediocre team to a real good team uh, now can they keep it going and keep improving because everyone's gonna try to play to beat them they're gonna figure out ways how do you beat the canucks now and they're gonna find a way to to start beating the canucks now are the canucks going to be able to adjust their game to uh, keep improving keep getting better at their game and i I remember early in the season, and talk. It really went after his team. They played a kind of an mediocre game on the road, and he went right after them, and uh, It was good. It was good to see that uh, you know uh, it didn't set well with them. And, and we're not we're not going to be happy with just mediocrity. And uh, so they have to continue to get better. And I'm sure they will. They have good coaching staff, and they have a lot of good players. Uh, Pedersen and Quinn Hughes, uh, boy, those two guys, they, Miller, uh, down the line. They, they And quite frankly, I was in on a trip with Kirk McLean to Churchill, Manitoba, and I spent five days with Kirk, and he could not talk and praise Demco enough. He said, this guy is the one of the best goalies I've seen, bar none. He says, Hunts, he has it all. He plays you know technically well he's athletic he can make big saves and you know turn turn a looking like a goal into a save and he's very impressed with him so that speaks well their goalie you know when you have a great goalie like Kirk McLean praising a guy that much
1: well listen you've been to Stanley Cup finals you've won them um I just want your take like on culture all those guys you just said Travis Green had them And Bruce Boudreau had them. As a matter of fact, they whore talk it doesn't. (laughs) Like, everything, nothing's changed but the coach. So he's obviously doing something, and that's probably the most impressive thing to me, to be honest.
4: Yeah, for sure. And You know, just look at uh, Alex Ovechkin. How many coaches did he go through before they finally won a Stanley Cup and finally got him (laughs) to play the right way and to sacrifice and do the little things that a star player needs to do to help his team and not just score goals, block shots, chip pucks, you know, be disciplined—all these things—and and, that—that it—it it takes time for these guys to get it. And the, like, easiest thing to do is change out the coach. It's hard to star player, but if you can make that star player better every year by getting a different voice in front of them, you well, know, that's not a bad way to go. And that seems to be the modus operandi a lot of organizations, and I hate to say it, you know, I was in the coaching racket, and, you know, as soon as things go sideways, it's the easiest thing to do is change the coach out, and, you know, um, there's there's few and far between that stick to their guns, and John Cooper, Barry Trotz stayed in a place in Nashville a long time. David Poyle doesn't fire coaches very often, and guys like that, but uh, it doesn't happen often, and obviously, talk it is got some tough love he's a smart guy he knows how to motivate star players and get them to play harder obviously
1: well hey lastly great analysis let me ask I just want to ask you about you I miss seeing you looks like you're having a great time there in the valley uh what's up what's going on what's the update with you here as we turn the flip the calendar over to 2024
4: Oh, not much going on. Just uh, golfing. I just had my knee replaced in uh, October, so I'm golfing now after 12 weeks. Uh, I'm going to be back in Calgary next week to do an event with ATB for the Battle of Alberta. And then I'm back in February to do an event with ATB for the Battle of Alberta game that's in Edmonton. <clears throat> We're going to uh, Rapid City, South Dakota uh, for... Uh, um, an event with the rapid city rush the flames east coast hockey league team there's uh six uh flame alumni going in to uh spend some time there and go to a game and spend some time with the team the coaches and the community with some of the youth uh, kids in the hockey uh, uh, and things like that so um big year this year the 35th anniversary of, of us winning a stanley cup lanny and colin patterson rick skeggs and Al Coates are cheering uh a group we're going to have a big celebration in May around our golf tournament or alumni golf tournament so that's exciting um we're all looking forward to that try to fly in as many guys that played on that team as possible and we'll all be in town for the alumni tournament and then on the weekend to have have a few beers and have a few laughs and tell some stories and reminisce about uh 35 years ago how great it was
1: sounds fantastic man i enjoy following you a lot All the best here. Safe travels. The best in 2024. We'll see you soon, Tim.
4: Yeah, thanks, Rod. Thanks for having me. And all the best to you as well uh, in your endeavors as as well.
1: Thank you. The uh, Stanley Cup champion, Tim Hunter, checking in from the Valley of the Sun, where life looks as great as I'm sure it is. We'll be right back with Overtime after this. We're live on Game Plus Television, which is Channel 924 on Telesoptic Cable, Channel 230 on Shaw Rogers. And of course, Apple Podcasts, WQEE Radio, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, everybody, here we are for Overtime, proudly brought to you by our friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary. Check them out if you haven't already done so, 28th Street Northeast, where skill and fun collide. Baseball has batting cages. Golf has driving ranges. Why not have shooting lanes for hockey? That's what Randy and Michelle came up with, and that's what they have, and I love it. Overtime Hockey Lanes in Cowtown. Um, I'll get to a sports update in a moment. I really enjoyed today's show. I, it's gone very fast for me. I hope it has as much for you. Hope it has. Regarding irrational fans, Troy in Toronto writes in, Troy Colmer, says, if you aren't irrational regarding your favorite teams, you would be switching favorite teams all the time. Being irrational regarding my hometown teams keeps me still cheering for all Toronto teams when I shouldn't. That's fair. What it does is depends on your definition. To me, an irrational fan is one that won't listen to reason. Is that fair? It's not. I was probably wrong. Clark will listen to reason. Clark is rational about the Leafs. But, Clark, you do think they are going to win the Stanley Cup of the Year. (laughs) Right? He says no. Okay, okay. He says no, that's not true. Okay, fair. I misread him. Um, Jeff the Stams fan. I have never seen a bigger, more biased homer than Kevin the Medium. How about that? Well, I know, right? But there there's you, Jeff the Stams fan. And interestingly, John um says, Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who has the best fans in the NHL? Hmm? It's funny you say that. I saved this the other day, and I am now. That guy, y'all, I need to get my glasses out to read this. Am I not even ashamed? The NHL arenas that are playing to the highest capacity, there are, there, are three, there are six arenas that are playing to above 100% capacity, led by Vegas. And what they say by that is they're selling out 100% of the seats, but they're selling standing room too which takes them above capacity. So Vegas is number one, playing at 104% capacity. Minnesota's number two, if you can believe. They're playing at 103% capacity. And Does this say they're the best fans? I don't know. This is the stat. Don't fight me. Nashville's third. They're playing at per, 100.71%. Colorado and Carolina. Are both at 100.43%. That's all above capacity, selling standing room. And then a bunch of teams are playing at 100% capacity. If you believe the figures, by the way, let's just pretend for today's sake that we do. Tampa Bay, Dallas, New York Rangers, Boston Bruins, Seattle Kraken, and Arizona Coyotes all playing at 100% capacity. Now, What did Tim Hunter just say? It's easy to get tickets for Coyotes games, and they're not even selling out their 4,600-seat rink. But they say they are. Teams lie? Hmm. I don't believe it. Incidentally, this is what you're not going to want to hear. Only playing to 78% capacity is the San Jose Sharks, the team that's lost nine in a row and are dead last in the NHL. That shouldn't surprise anybody. And we're not going to start a holy war here, but the Winnipeg Jets are 31st in this stat, 82% of their facility. is what they're playing to, the Winnipeg Jets. Canada's best team, says the host of this show, only playing to 82%. Uh, I'm going to jump into a sports update. I have two, and I want to. Breaking news from the National Football League. Zach Wilson remains in the concussion protocol, and coach Robert Sala has already ruled him out for the Jets' season finale at New England on Sunday. It could mark the end of Wilson's time in New York after a disappointing three seasons, during which he never lived up to lofty expectations as the number two overall pick in the 2021 draft. Uh, Curling news. A familiar face has been named Curling Canada's new CEO, Nolan Thiessen, a three-time Breyer and former world men's curling champion who's been a member of the curling Canada senior management team for the past four years will take the position that CEO of curling Canada replacing Catherine Henderson who departed curling Canada in August to take the position of CEO and president at hockey Canada sports update brought to you by landmark cinemas in theaters now Aquaman and the lost kingdom When an ancient power is unleashed, Aquaman must forge an uneasy alliance with an unlikely ally to protect Atlantis and the world from irreversible devastation. Starring Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa, Dolph Lundgren, and Nicole Kidman. And also brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And I might add that our hockey coverage is brought to you in part by Common Crown. Final minute of play in the RP show today. How about Tim Hunter injecting some sanity and numbers into the equation? Serena's going nuts about the orders. Like, it's a foregone conclusion they're going to make the playoffs if you ask any irrational Oilers fan, of which I would say she's one, But Tim said, what did he say? The Flames are going to have to play 650 to 700% winning percentage the rest of the way. The Flames to make the playoffs. That's the way hockey people look at it. What would make you say they're going to play to that percentage now, given what they've done for the first half of the season? And these are in tough, too. But nobody wants to hear that. We'll reconvene tomorrow. I hope you've had as much fun as us, because it's been great. Thanks to Jamie Thomas. Thanks to Tim Hunter. Off to chat with Peter O'Rell on the Cats and Bolts podcast. We'll tell you all about it tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus and Key Radio. Who has more fun than us?